Welcome to another episode of Milk the Clock Podcast. I'm uh, this is Joe. Paul's in Omaha. You know the routine. Paul, uh, tell tell everybody who we have coming on today. We've got three-time Super Bowl champion uh, Mark Schlereth coming on on the program. Everybody's fans. It's hard not to find a guy who's not a fan of Mark Schlereth. He's kind of like an everyman, isn't he? He doesn't take himself too seriously. He's always got something good to say, and he's knowledgeable. Well, he came, you know, he came from Alaska, went to the University of Idaho, all these surgeries. Yeah, did you know that? 29 surgeries on his body, 20 of which on his knees. I just read a story from 2015 about how he is never not in pain. So, wow. And, and could you imagine waking up? Every, and that's what a lot of people end up in, you know, heroin addicts and all that. Mm-hmm. Can you hear these dogs in the background, by the by the way? It sounds like they have long toenails. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> oh, my God. I got to lock They're the kind dogs of dogs. Up. Yeah, get those dogs All out right. of here. All right. Let's uh, hold on just a minute. I'm going to get these dogs settled down. Good riddance. Did you hear me yell at them? No, not at all. All right, good. I Did put it on me? mute. I put it Did on you mute me? so you wouldn't hear that whole that whole episode. I was sniffling like Donald Trump right now. I was hoping it didn't stick to the tape. Uh, I think we're all good now. We, there was a, you know, that was just a little brief dogs clicking their nails on the floor. They get a little antsy this time of day. So they're fired up a little bit. I think they know Mark Schleyer is coming on. They're big fans. Yeah. So, right. uh, here, I think, I think this is Mark right here. Let me, uh, pipe him in. let's pipe him in. Hey right. guys, how are you? Hey Mark. Mark, how's, how's it going? It's fantastic. How are you, Stink? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great. So, Mark, tell us about what's going on with this home gating stuff. You're always out promoting like a madman. What is the latest here with your party preparation stuff? All right. So here it is. You know, I'd like to thank all the great sponsors that brought me here today. So first, when it comes to home gating. Avocados from Mexico, man. You can't go wrong. Guacamole is always a crowd pleaser. Everybody loves it. Avocados contribute good fast to your diet. Fresh avocados from Mexico, available and in season year-round, so you get that quality taste from week one of the season all the way through the Super Bowl. You can find out more about recipes and inspiration, avocadosfrommexico.com. And then Tostitos, the official chip of the National Football League. You want to spice up your home gate. How about the jalapeno tortilla chip? Restaurant-style chips, snack lovers are going to love them, and Tostitos is partnered with Pepsi, and they are offering fans a chance to win the ultimate NFL prize, experiences great ones like being on the football field at the Super Bowl for the trophy presentation. You can enter that at Tostitos.com now through January 2nd. Also, while you're stocking up on your chips and on your avocados from your favorite wholesale club, uh, there's only one place and one way to do that. Chase Freedom has a 5% cash back for wholesale club purchases at Costco's, at BJ's, at Sam's Club through December 31st. Chase Freedom, the best cash back offer in the business. Check them out, chase.com slash freedom. And then H.H. Gregg, they recently conducted a survey. 70% of all Americans would rather stay at home and home gate than they would tailgate so guess what i'm in that 70 percent they've got tvs furnitures innovative appliances like lg's InstaView, uh door and door refrigerator just tap it twice the light comes on you can see what you need to go to the grocery store and pick up free delivery on appliances tvs and for special financing offers 
visit a local store or go to them at hhgreg.com. So that's how you do the home gating in style. Unbelievable. Yeah. I knocked wow. it out, right? Two, two <laughs> minutes and 13 seconds, Mark. There you go. That's amazing. I don't know what to eat first, Mark. Well, let me tell you, I've been, I've been noshing on these chips. These are unbelievable, man. Got a little spice to them, a little limey flavor. Uh, I can't wait to dig into, as soon as this thing is over, to dig into this guacamole because uh, it's fresh made and it's delicious. Where, where do you watch the games on Sundays? I watch them at my house. I hate going to the stadium. I like to be in my, in my environment with my food on my couch, watching them from my TV set. So I'm pretty spoiled that way. Uh, I, I like to be at home. I like to have, you know, my friends over. My son comes over. Sometimes my granddaughter comes over in a little Bronco stuff and uh, is cheering on the Broncos. So I like to be at home watching the game. Are we talking like five TVs going at once, or are you just one, like, 90-inch guy? I, I do the one TV thing. Like, a lot of guys have all these TVs going on, and I don't know. I'm just not that bright. I can't focus on all that stuff. So <laughs> I go back through the course of the week, and I watch every play of every game every week, um, which is overkill to be sure. But I just feel like that's the way I've got to do it. So, uh, you know, I spend six, seven hours on Monday, six, seven hours on Tuesday, six, seven hours on Wednesday, and then I get on a plane, and I basically just pass out on my way to ESPN to talk about it. <laughs> I can't imagine watching every play of the Bears season so far, Mark. How do you do it? <laughs> you know what? Uh, that one is uh, that one's a tough go. Uh, I always look for things that entertain me, though, like uh, just you know really bad plays, inept uh, plays, you know that make that entertain me. But uh, you know, there's always that time when you're up at three thirty in the morning and you're watching tape, and you're like, "Oh man, that was a great formation, or that was a really cool play, or that was a you know outstanding effort, or whatever it is." And so, even while I'm sitting there cussing about having to watch this garbage game. I usually find something in there that says, you know what, that's why you were meant to watch this game. So uh, I always try to look at the glass half full, but uh, occasionally it gets really tough. Yeah, as far as watching old school uh, games late into the night, I'm an old school NFL fanatic, Mark. And along those lines, uh, you won a Super Bowl with Joe Gibbs, two with Mike Shanahan. What's the biggest difference in their coaching styles, or were they more similar than you might think? I think they were more similar. You know, I think it's it's about relationship like it is in any business. Um, you know, you can talk about talent and and you can you can, you know, talk about that until you're blue in the face, but it's really it's really the intangible stuff that uh that bonds a football uh team together. And so it becomes more about character and that's what was really preached on the teams that I was involved in. Um you know, uh, it, it isn't, it's character. Joe Gibbs used to say it all the time is, hey, great talent will make plays in the first three quarters. Character will win games in the fourth quarter. And that was kind of the same philosophy with both organizations that I played in. It wasn't so much about the talent. It was about guys sacrificing for one another and playing hard for one another. And, um, and that's a really tough thing, uh, especially in this day and age of football where, you know, everybody wants to build a brand and everybody wants to, you know, be a star and, um, you know, and, and that's one of those things that's really, it's a really tough balance. And so uh, those championship teams that I played on, that was really the thing that really bonded those teams together. All right, Mark, let's talk about current NFL. What is, who are your teams right now that you think are going to match up in the AFC-NFC title games? 
Well, I mean, you got to look at what the New England Patriots are able to do without Tom Brady. I mean, they're amazing. You know, the beauty of of the New England Patriots, you know, we always talk about somebody's system, right? Chip Kelly's system or Gary Kubiak's system. Uh, the beauty of the New England Patriots is they don't give a rip about systems. They give a rip about putting players in the best positions to be successful. So the beauty of their system is they have no system. What are you not good at and what are we good at? And we're going to take advantage of those things. So that's, a, that's just a business 101 lesson that everybody could learn from the New England Patriots. Uh, the Denver Broncos still have the best defense in captivity. I think those are the two best teams in the AFC right now. And then as far as the NFC is concerned, a lot of young guns out there with Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. The Minnesota Vikings, what they've been able to do, change the quarterback when Teddy Bridgewater did, got injured, getting Sam Bradford over there, losing their star running back. Their defense is exceptional. Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, they played a little bit better on the offensive side of the ball last week. Um, and Carolina, I know they're 1-2 and two right now, but that team at the end of the day is going to be a really good team and, and is probably going to win that uh, NFC South division. How, how great was the hire Mike Zimmer? I mean, is this just the best hire that the Vikings could have possibly made? This guy just turned it around. Right. You know what's really interesting? There are guys that, that kind of float around that never get their opportunity because maybe they don't interview well, maybe they're not as dynamic as you'd like. There's something about them that maybe is a little bit quirky. And, you know, Mike Zimmer is one of those guys, when you talk to the guys who played for Zimmer, they'll all tell you what a great man he is, what a great football coach he is, uh, how much they love playing for him, but he never seemed to get his opportunity. Now he gets it in Minnesota, and, wow, the things he's done there. I'll give you another one. Bruce Arians was one of those guys that never seemed to get a job, always got bypassed for those jobs. Finally, you know, he gets the chance as the interim coach in Indianapolis when Chuck Pagano gets sick with uh, leukemia. Uh, they do great things out there. He finally gets his chance to be a head coach in Arizona. And, man, I know they're one and two right now, but they've been phenomenal. Uh, over the course of his tenure, they're always getting better. So uh, sometimes guys just don't get those opportunities, and then they finally get the opportunity, and they, you know, they excel. Um, and and those guys are guys that you want to play hard for as well. Paul, get another one in there before Stink has to get to another interview. That's right, Mark. You mentioned the Patriots, specifically the business aspect, and to me, it seems obvious where the friction comes from between them and the NFL. And that friction is a result of the Patriots being a better run business than the greater business organization, if you will, that they're part of, which is the NFL. Do you think there's truth to that? Oh, I don't think, there, I don't think there's any question that, um, you know, the perception um, of them circumventing the rules and pushing the envelope and, you know, to coin a phrase from the Chappelle show, uh, to be <laughs> habitual line steppers, right? They're always going to step the line. But here's the deal. like. My experience is that everybody in the NFL pushes the envelope, right? Um, we're all children, for crying out loud. And um, if there's any wiggle room within the rules, guys are going to try to exploit that wiggle room to get an advantage. And the Patriots just do it better than everybody else. And they're, you know, a better-run organization, and, and they've had that kind of success over the years. So that is always kind of my perspective on the New England Patriots. So, um, you know, you can hate them. I mean, sometimes I hate them, but I respect the heck out of what they've been able to accomplish under Bill Belichick in that reign there for the last uh, decade and a half. Paul, this more, is why, one, hold on, Paul. This oh, is why he's there. a professional. It's right at 10 minutes. We right. uh, I, And I got to get out and get some chips. So <laughs> let's let Dude, Sting get, get to – yeah, go ahead. Get these, get these right here, these jalapeno tortilla chips. I, I'm headed – Into jalapeno. 
I'm oh, going to the God. grocery right now. Right now. Yeah, you might. You might as well. I've been. Uh, I've been. I got. I know. I'm talking to you right now. I got these all in my teeth. <laughs> Perfect. Them out. Perfect. Yeah. It's well, all we, good though. Yeah, we appreciate it. I know there were a lot of sponsors. We'll get them all on here, and uh, we appreciate the time today, Mark. Thanks, Anytime, Mark. Anytime, guys. Be well, man. Always a pleasure. All right. You too. That's that is Mark Schlereth. Uh, that is why he's a professional, Paul. He knows exactly how long he has. He 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 hits it right on the head. I know you had another question, but we were told ten minutes. Thanks for keeping me in line there. I appreciate. What it. was you your next question? What was your next question? The next question was going to be as as during his career as an offensive lineman of all the guys he blocked oh, in his God. career. Shit. Yeah, I'm Who so was the, sorry. Whatever we oh, got, so that's sorry. great stuff. Two minutes and what was it? Thirty-seven seconds. He Two just minutes, laid it all out. Seconds. Uh, do you think wow. he was reading from a sheet of paper? didn't feel like it did it it did not but then at one point i thought is it possible that he can remember everything two minutes worth of copy can he yeah. possibly remember that it's literally that much copy <laughs> and he just nailed it I, it felt like it felt so natural um we'll have to look at the video can, and see but anyway yeah can you I'm, imagine being a brand and you you all hook up four of you hook up to get mark schlereth to do some home gating promos and that's what he cuts a fire that's promo like that. That's what you get. That is straight fire. He was bringing the wow. heat, and that's not just because of the jalapenos. Wow. I'm going out to get some of those. He say Tostitos, right? Yeah, Tostitos. Load up. Get and I like guac. the idea of home gating. I've been actively home gating. We talked about this at Bristol. As you get older, it gets a little harder to get out there and mix it up with folks. You well, just you want the comfort of your couch. Yeah, you don't want to always be like battling the crowds and like paying fifty dollars for parking. And the, nowadays, I don't even really want to stay for the end of the games. I want to get home and watch yeah. the end on TV because it's just a better experience. Much better. That's Much why. Better. And I, what what did I tell you? I was doing when I got on the call today. I said I'm down in the basement. Trying to get a little stuff done at lunchtime. Trying yeah, to get framing, this framing the basement. Yeah, framing the basement. The only thing that I didn't agree with is he's a one TV guy, and I am going up in the world. I'm going to two TVs in the basement because it always seems like there's another game that is always on at the same time that I need to see. That you need it. You need it in your life. But as we talked about before, at the end of that a day of red zone. You're bushed. Oh, you think that's going to make you even that. more tired? We you know have talked what I mean? about that. I, I think it's college football that I need it for. I need the two TVs for college football because it never fails. There's two Saturday night games, and I just I, I can't switch back. I need to be able to see what's going on in both. Yeah, yeah. College is a different College animal. is that's a different true. animal. The, the, the Red Zone channel is revolutionary TV. I've said it multiple times. It drives Mrs. BC nuts. But – it is. It's the greatest channel. Five bucks a month. Oh, it's unbelievable. On Verizon, it's $2 a month if you have Verizon. Unbelievable. Uh, Verizon TV or Verizon phone? Via your phone. There's there's some cord I can buy to run it to the TV, which oh, I'm exploring. Right? Yeah, it's amazing. Two bucks. I'm just blown away so by I that. So I could go down in costs. I could, I could just tell AT&T to take a hike, but I'll just Beat you know, it. I'll save my money. Three, or I'll, I'll just pay it. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, what else? What else from Schlereth? Um, I like uh, I like what he said about Joe Gibbs and Mike Shanahan. You know, they they kind of appeared to me to have contrasting styles, but I wanted to verify that in the 
similarities as far as relationships and character, I think are great. I like the quote about, you know, the first three quarters of town will get you through, but in the fourth quarter comes on a character and we see that a lot. What are you doing? Are you in, are you in a woods or something? I had, I had to extricate myself from the home. I'm now outside. All right. Cause you were, you were fading there for a minute. I had to keep, was I, I was, I was losing you during your speech about Mike Shanahan. <laughs> you already heard Schlereth. You, you already heard stink. Give it to you straight. You don't need a repeat from me, but, but it's always great to talk to these old school guys, three Super Bowl titles. It's easy to forget when you listen to Schlereth as an analyst, how successful he was as a player. I mean, a uh, lot of great players don't have any, those rings equal instant credibility. Those knee surgeries, the pain, you know. ESPN doesn't just hire guys that don't have titles. Very few. No. Like the Hasselback brothers, they I get jobs. I was just going to say, Tim Hasselback makes no sense they, then. Well, they he, get, they get, he really they get adds those jobs nothing. because of the name, I think. They have to, it has to be, right? Well, that's what Matt Hasselback's wife did. She got on what, The View well, or something? Tim. That was Tim. Yeah, But she's sorry, not there see? anymore. She's gone. Good, good. But get him Schler- out of there. Schlereth- Dump him out. Let me ask you this: When Schlereth comes on, do you instantly just lock into ESPN? He's always captivated me because it seems like he—it never felt like he's reading off of a script. It looks like he's giving you the straight, you know, straight from his gut type impression. Where some of these guys, it just looks so programmed and rehearsed. That's, and I think, uh, yeah, I you're—I got think- a taste of that. Today. I think the programmed and rehearsed is uh, is exactly the, what it is. He's he's prepared. Yeah, watching absolutely. every play from every game. I I would I, I don't know how in the hell somebody does that. Well, he can carry a segment too. It's you can't throw Damian Woody on there to you know carry a segment and, I, and lead the charge. I like Damian Woody, but and, and he's a friend of the site. But it's you know he needs yeah he he's a good counterbalance to somebody else. When they it's have great. other guys on. Absolutely. But. And I love what Schlereth said about the Bears. <laughs> I mean, everything he said about having to stay up late and watch some dumb game that you'd rather not watch, um, that sums up the Bears. You know, if you want a good laugh, just watch a Brian Hoyer led drive. Uh, yeah. At this point, the Bears, nobody cares. They're going to be, what, one or two, two or three in the draft. Uh, we talked uh, about. We talked about this last week, the NFC situation where you have the Panthers now, like he said, one and two, and you know they lose at home to Minnesota, and they have the opening season loss at Denver. The schedule has to get easier. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of a similar thing he referenced with Arizona as well with that one and two start. I liked your Mike Zimmer question, and I, I like the insight on Arians there too. Uh. What I was going to get to is, is what teams do you think at this point, three games in, what teams do you think will be there at the end in the NFC? Yeah, and it's sort of mirrored kind of what we had talked about last week. I mean, you got to say the Packers, right? Even before Aaron Rodgers comes out and just fires it around the yard looking PO'd, making it happen. That offense, uh, that offense by the end of the year is going to be dominant. Oh, gosh. Dominant. It, was, it looked great. It looked great in the first quarter. Uh, it did. I'm a little worried about that defense, but I think that was somewhat because they were so, up so much. Right, kind of coasting. Kinda, yeah, kind of that prevent defense. Um, yeah. But 
so what are, are you going to go with the Panthers then for the other side? And then Green Bay gets home field advantage? Man, you know, the other side is really tough, isn't it? I, I, I just don't – there aren't that many – I, I mean, don't think Wentz – I don't think the, the Eagles are going to be there at the end. That's where I was just going. I mean, you have to go Eagles. Look at, this at the point. teams that. Who's I mean, the Steelers game. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how. How the hell do you weigh that? Because the Complete first two domination. games, they, they they beat the Bills and they beat the Browns, and then they right. just blow out the Steelers. Well, they beat the Bears and the Browns, yes, the and Bears then they and just route route the Steelers, who looked like potentially the best team in the league, and it wasn't even close ever. I'm, you got to give them the nod, right? They got the clubhouse lead, or you go Vikings. And I don't think enough's been made out of them losing their left tackle uh, for the rest of the year. I, I just don't see how I, I just don't see how the Vikings are three and zero. That's I that's a credit. I was going to ask him about is Zimmer the obvious coach of the year at this point? Because how in the hell do you lose your quarterback? And Sam Bradford's like this game manager all of a sudden, not right. turning the ball over. And Sam Goodford, not Sam that, Bradford. That is the defense is awesome. <laughs> really awesome <laughs> i mean i mean cam newton's just getting beat up and that's on the, ro- on the road they're doing that yeah they, so, they really shut him down yeah so so and then on the other side i had said last week i'm like the steelers and patriots just mark it down and then the steelers yeah. go out and get obliterated How the, <laughs> that's why that's why the nfl is like you might as well just chill out for about nine weeks because Bengals yeah. fans, like I'm a Bengals fan, you know that. Everybody, Absolutely. Bengals fans at this point are losing their minds. They're losing their minds. They need to chill. They need to relax. Well, you got the Aaron Patriots Rogers coming up in two weeks, right? This week is a must win. I don't even know who they win. I, I, is it the Bills? I don't know. Not sure. But but at this point, I believe, I believe it is. But at this point, yeah. Or no, it's the Dolphins Thursday night. See, oh yeah. Ugh. And and the Dolphins, and then the Cowboys, and then the Patriots. So you have all the you have these games coming up. You gotta win these. If you're the Bengals, you gotta win these. Must uh, must win games come early oh, in the NFL this, season. This Thursday is they have to. They, I think no the Red choice. Rockets ready to ready to blast off. I think this will be a good week. Uh, what else in the NFL? JJ Watts, he's out. That's kind of uh, that's kind of been played at this point. Played out. Um, we still think. By default, they're going to win down there. The um, Texans. Yeah, absolutely. They who who do they what do they have against them? You know what's there's nobody to really even put up a fight. Uh, the Colts are a mess. Addition. The Titans got lucky in Detroit. Look at Jacksonville, zero and three. Who Blake, expected that? Everybody. Blake loved Bortles, Bortles is a fraud. Out. Everybody jumped on this Blake Bortles train. This was a this was a joke waiting to happen. Do you even watch him throw? What the um, hell is he even looking at? I don't know what he's doing so far he's this year. It seems like they the have NFL more in interceptions. It seems like they have more talent around them than they've ever had, and you know, year three, and they oh, just can't seem to get anything total, done. Total fraud. And the internet loves Blake Bortles because he's this big, big fat frat boy. So everybody loves <laughs> him, but he he throws picks, and people should kill him. Uh, what about whenever this- I hear the word fraud in the con? Context of the Jacksonville Jags, I always think about fraudulent Freddie Taylor, and he was a fraud or fragile because fragile. he'd always be like a forecasted top ten fantasy back, and he'd always get hurt. I always like fragile Freddie. Yeah, fragile Freddie. Uh, one more thing I wanted to talk about: Drew Brees in New Orleans. He's out, right? He's going Is to the he? Jets. 
Is he out of there? No, I'm saying at the end of the year. You think the Jets go after him? I don't know. I'm amazed at what he was able to do on Monday night with the lack of talent around him. Talent and the defense he just is not going to keep, they're the not gonna thing keep him in any games. The defense has been like that for years yeah. since the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's – And I don't understand. You're breaking up. Where are you it at? It be improved. Are you in a canyon? I am still in Omaha, Nebraska. Is that? All right. All right. Well, this is another one. <laughs> NFC West, the Rams now are 2-1. and one. We had them buried. We had them not able to score a point, and now all of a sudden they're on a two-game winning streak. Yeah, you're gone. Lost you. You're back. I'm back. I don't know what happened there. I I asked you if you were in a canyon. I've got like now I have like four sound files to edit on my day off. No. No. Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, anyway, do we think the Rams, I said the Rams two game winning streak, do they win the NFC West? The Cardinals will come back, right? I think they will. I don't think Seattle's going to give them a lot of grief, but, man. Seattle's defense has given up 37 points. The Eagles. The Eagles' defense. Break up the Eagles' defense. 27 (sighs) points allowed. I love how they're immediately better the minute they get rid of Chip Kelly. They are unbelievably good. The... NFC East usually nine and seven is your winner. It's gonna right. it's gonna take ten maybe eleven wins this year, and uh, that's gonna be a dogfight, complete dogfight down to the end. I don't even know that one of these teams they got to match up in in week seventeen or sixteen or whatever it is, and that that's gonna be some that unbelievable games coming up at the end of the year. In your opinion, what's the best division in the NFL this year? Um, at this point, at this point, it's gotta be, it's either the NFC East or the AFC West. Wow. We didn't even rehearse this before. Those are my exact two choices. And I'm, I've got, I've got AFC West, number one, East, a close second, but either way, great battles well, through three weeks. And what's sickening is the Ravens are three and oh. And nobody's even talking about the Ravens. And <laughs> so weird. That that disgusts me. The Ravens are coming back again. So I yeah, the AFC South is trash. The AFC East is a just a disaster. Uh, yeah. I, how how is it possible? How is it possible that nobody can ever get their shit together in the AFC East? The Jets had those year two years. Well, the Jets had those two years with Rex Ryan, the AFC title game. And yeah, but that was 04 and 05. That was 11 years ago nah, was the last time they were nah, they were in the AFC title game against the Steelers like uh, 09, 2010, something like oh, that. Oh, that's right, when they bounced the Patriots at home. Yeah. Was yeah. that the butt fumble game? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I was at that game in Pittsburgh, and it was disgustingly cold but other than that the jets bills and dolphins get out of here um so anyway we now we've talked we talked we had we had our teams last week that were definitely in the afc nfc title game uh steelers all of a sudden can't they can't even score on the eagles so (laughs) next week next week it's going to be two more teams they're going to be 
God's gift to football. So we'll uh, we'll break it down again. And uh, we thank Mark Schlereth for coming on. Guy was a total professional. And stink. Uh, and uh, that's it, Paul. We're uh, we're done. I'm gonna try to get out of here and get this podcast put online. Love it. All right. See you later. Later. <laughs>